And welcome to Real Stories, Journeys of Financial Wellness. I'm your host for today's episode, Shamika Joseph. Today we have a special episode, taking a listen back at previous episodes, visiting themes of spending and financial struggles leading to anxiety and stress, and how a call to Green Path led them closer to financial freedom as well as improved mental health. Oftentimes, when people are navigating through credit card debt, they may feel as if they are alone. However, Real Stories has taught us that we share many of the same struggles as well as the same triumphs. Sometimes, our spending habits can be affected by our lifestyle. Feeling pressure to fit in with peers or maintaining certain images for works can sometimes be difficult to maintain, as well as feeling isolated in these financial struggles. First, let's take a listen back at Liz, who used credit cards to support her Yelp Belief lifestyle and how being debt-free has now improved her financial as well as mental health. I'm not gonna lie, I was a Yelp elite. So I was in the inner circle of people who reviewed businesses, but being in that role had made me more apt to spend money dining out more, go out more often, and then, you know, brag about it more often. So it was kind of like a, just a circle of, you know, spend money that you didn't need to spend just to get reviews, to stay in the club. So even things like that, um, I let go because I kind of saw what it was doing to my financial situation. It's funny because I've known so many people throughout their lives that have struggled with money, struggled with credit and never really done anything about it. Um, So I was just hoping like, you know, maybe if I'm out there and just saying my power got shut off, I was $18,000 in credit card debt. I had a car payment, like all the walls were caving in me and someone else hears that and be like, Oh gosh, that's my situation too. Maybe I should do something about it. Um, I think then that would be a good thing because I, I can't, it's hard to convey the amount of anxiety I don't have anymore about money. Next, we'll hear from Nina, who will describe how her financial troubles negatively impacted her mental health and how she's been able to recover. Trigger warning, mentions of alcohol abuse and addiction ahead. With my depression, I had thought, you know, it was okay to self-medicate um, on alcohol. So that's mostly where my money was spent um, rather than paying the obligations I had to like rent when I had to go down there, had to pay for rent. Um, My car, my car bills got fallen behind. At one point I was going to get my car repossessed. Um, And so those, those cards were still, they maxed out. I believe it was 1200 for one card. $1,200. And with the interest still accruing, it actually maxed out to about $1,500 of interest. And um, my other card that I got, I believe it was 500 maxed out at 700. And then, oh yeah, I had a TJ Maxx card as well during that time. Um, And that was a $200 limit that maxed out to $400. So that was still following me while I was down there. and, you know, I thought drinking my problems away would solve it. Was, was there any specific moment where something 
not to say something click where it just things changed overnight. Cause obviously I know that's not how it works, but where it was like that moment where you started to get on the road of doing something about it, you know, both from the financial side, but of course the mental health concerns, the, the, the drinking and so forth. Yeah. Um, so there was a point in time where I was still reaching out to my family and friends from New Hampshire, from where I was before and um, I noticed, you know, I started facing the facts like this isn't being here isn't helping me um, with my friends also speaking to me and saying, I think, you know, what would be best is for you to move back, even though I fought so hard thinking, you know, I went all the way to New Jersey hoping, you know, a different opportunity for myself. And I thought maybe I could still fight through it, but I realized I couldn't do it alone. Um, and, uh, when I was down there, um, I wasn't really wanting to live on any longer. Um, and I had prescribed anxiety medication that wasn't for me. Um, it was from someone else that I, I had asked for, and, um, I had attempted overdosing on those pills. Um, and then, while that was happening, that's when it kind of clicked in my head, like, I need help. I can't do this by myself. Um, and literally the next day when I woke up and I realized I was still alive, um, I had to do change and I needed to start loving myself. And the way that I was going to do that was being around people who love me as well. I, I don't cry anymore. <laughs> I'm actually really content with where I'm at. Um, and I, I'm actually able to afford having therapy now. I've been seeing a therapist for a couple months now. Um, and it's very, very beneficial knowing that, you know, there's someone else that could listen and kind of pick at what I, what I need to do. Jesse and Lavelle talk about how their mental health affected their spending habits. Jesse first illustrates how spending has helped her cope with her money issues, as well as Lavelle mentioning how prioritizing the needs of others has caused him to swipe like a ninja. And I know now from counseling and talking to others, you know, shopping and spending money seems to make you feel better when you don't know what to do about the money that you don't have or the minimum payments or the income that you don't have coming in and payments going out and you don't know how to juggle it. You go shopping and spend more, which when you say it out loud, it doesn't make sense, but that's the, that's sometimes, uh, what I felt like the the attitude I had was. So I was a teenager. I was 18 or 19 years old and received a credit card in the mail unsolicited. I didn't apply for a credit card. They just mailed it to me. And just to show how strategic it was, they sent it to me three weeks before Christmas. That particular year I was Santa Claus. I was swiping like a ninja. I was just swipe, swipe, swipe. Everybody had a gift that year, you know, and my limit, I believe at the time was a thousand dollars, which to an 18 or 19 year old was just this astronomical amount of money. And I went all out. Everybody had gifts. I had gifts. And I very quickly got that limit up to a thousand dollars. Taking care of everyone else around me. Except myself. So I would tell myself, look in the mirror, deal with that issue at a young age, and then maybe, just maybe, 
you won't have these problems later in life. Lastly, we'll hear from Lauren and Katie, who will talk about how shopping also helped cope with the negative feelings and the stress that came along with it. After calling and completing her debt management program, however, Katie does talk about feeling better and being more prepared for the future. The hand-to-mouth stuff, you know, it's just, it gets old very fast. Um, you feel like you're not a real person and, and like you feel like um, you shouldn't have nice things. You shouldn't go out to dinner. Like you should not do the things that other people do. Being in college, you wanted to look your best. So retail credit cards became my shiny new best friends. And uh, I discovered I could get things that I wanted when I wanted them and worry about paying it later when I had my tips. And that was not the best plan. <laughs> mm-hmm. At the time, it was it seemed it seemed perfect. I was, you know, sign up for a card and hey, it's only ten or fifteen dollars a month, you know, minimum payment. Sure, I can manage that, no problem. Meanwhile, I get to go buy, you know, one hundred and fifty dollars worth of new clothes. Woohoo! <laughs> it's you know, yeah, it's yeah. get what you want when you want it. But um, yeah, I, I didn't realize how much it would snowball out of control. My husband knew about my retail credit cards and he was okay with that. Um, His credit was still really well because he didn't make those kind of decisions while in college. Um, And I had, you know, just graduated, was trying to get settled in my new job. And he was a freelance designer. So his income was not consistent. Um, Because of that, we relied on getting a credit against his good credit score to kind of help us float by when the income wasn't consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, So yet again, relying on credit cards to get by on a regular basis and figure out how to pay it later. When I was alone, I have a baby, I have no family, I have no friends there with me. He was gone in training, like I said, um, most of the time and also had late night training sessions. Um, Very lonely, very depressed. And for whatever reason, my depression manifested as a shopping addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, designer handbags and shoes were my were my choice <laughs> at the time. Um, you know, having just had a baby, clothing didn't fit the same way I expected, but shoes and handbags always fit. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, you know, became addicted to eBay, quite honestly, because I thought I was getting such a better deal um, for my handbags. And I would, you know, scrounge all the... Um, outlet malls and things like that. And I got to the point where on the credit card, if I had, you know, $75 available credit on the credit card, because of course we kept maxing them out. That meant to me, I can go spend $75 on a new pair of shoes or a handbag. And what did I do with all these? They sat in the closet in their pretty little duster bags and I'd look at them and I'd touch them and I'd be proud that I owned them, but I didn't go anywhere because again, I was home alone with the four month old. So it was just a really, um, it was the only way I could, that fed my depression at the time. But life happens and we have to be prepared for those situations that are unplanned or um, unexpected. And I think the best we can do is to be prepared and aware and have enough financial control to be able to navigate those situations when they arise. Do we always have the right answer? Do we always have the answer, you know, immediately? I would venture to say no, I don't. But knowing my budget and knowing my financial situation has empowered me to be able to manage those situations when they do arise with confidence and peace of mind.
As we take a listen back at our previous Real Stories episode, we were able to hear how debt and financial stress impacts our mental health, feeling isolated, and the different ways that we cope with our financial struggles, as well as how our Real Stories participants were able to make it out on the other side. Whether it's seeking professional mental health guidance or calling Green Path, help is available and you are not alone. We are here for you. Special thanks to Hero for our theme music, which will play us out. Here's hoping each of you enjoy your journey of financial wellness as much as your destination. Welcome back, Hero.